All right, you ready to crack a lack into this whatever? Sure. Oh. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, Fuck me, dead. That's going to be an interesting sound for the people because you moved your head a lot then. That was the idea. <laughs> I'm Amanda. And I'm me. And your name is? I don't know. Yes, you do. It's CJ. <laughs> don't tell anyone. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I'm actually hiding out right now. I mean, CJ's not even your real name. <gasps> How are you? I kind of think I hurt my neck doing that thing before. Okay, well, podcasting is an audio medium, and the people couldn't see that, so... I was swinging my head around for some reason. <laughs> I don't even remember now. <laughs> I don't know after. You were just doing it. Yeah. Forgot what I was going to say. Something about we're moving. We're moving? Yeah, we're moving house. In, like, two Fortnite. weeks today. So, <laughs> we're hoping to have episodes recorded in advance so there's no weeks that are going to be missed. But I guess I can't promise anything. But I think we're pretty organised. I think it'll be okay. Should work okay. But, yeah, we're starting to pack today, so that should be just fun. It's starting to pack today. We stay sitting here at midday with yeah, I know. no packing done. <laughs> it's still Saturday. We have the rest of the weekend. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Working out the um the sound in our new place is going to be fun because there is no carpet. Yeah, we're probably going to have um, to purchase something to... Going to have to really look into uh, sound soundproofing. Proofing. I mean, we could start by just putting our heads in, like, t-shirts and then connecting them to the microphone and then... It's summer. <laughs> I will die. That might work in winter, but not in summer. <laughs> we'll think of something. We'll, we'll figure little, it out. a little... We get a big cardboard box with <laughs> inside of it. And stick we just it sit over. there. <laughs> just sit in the cardboard box. Hello. Oh my gosh. Okay. Have you got three stories this week? I have three stories. Count them. Okay. I've got three as well, but they're pretty short. So this might be a you centric episode. I would say mine are super short, but they're not super long. Mine are pretty short. We'll see how we go. I think. Who would, did, who went first last time? I don't remember. Why don't um, I go first? You since go first. my uh, stories are a bit shorter. So this one, I. You know, I find that a lot of the stories I, I find are hilarious to me for some reason, but they're not really, like, they're pretty bad. <laughs> what are you about to say? <sighs> okay, so the headline is, a uh, pizza chef threatened to kill co-worker over best way to make pizza in Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> so I got this article from uh, ABC. I am going to fuck up this guy's name, just... For warning, because it's very Italian and I'm very not. Um, Super Mario. So I, I can get his first name down. He's Francesco. Chris, Christopher? Christopher? Christophero. Christoph- Francesco. <laughs> We're just going to refer to him as that from now on because I can't. Francesco couldn't help himself but to scream, Tonight I'll kill you while chasing the other employee with a knife after an argument started about the it. best way to make pizza. you got to do it with a hilarious Italian accent. I am not going to offend Italian people. Tonight I'm going to kill you! <laughs> Well, he's Mario, is he? <laughs> That's what all Italian people sound like. <laughs> We're just offending people here. Everyone loves Mario, except uh, for <laughs> Luigi lovers, I guess. I mean, they're brothers, aren't they? Luigi and Mario, yeah. yeah. But I think people who really like Luigi don't like Mario. Everyone knows why Luigi is the true god. <laughs> yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess Francesco just got really worked up about the best way to make pizza. I don't think I've ever been that passionate about anything. You need to be passionate to make a circle and put some cut up stuff on it. I think you're really downplaying making a pizza. 
And then you stick it in the little conveyor belt. <laughs> and it rolls along. Well, it's not like this was a major chain pizzeria or anything. It was like an actual restaurant. It's probably a bit more care put into how they make their pizza. It's a pizza. Okay. <laughs> Um, so Francesco is living in Australia on a working holiday visa from Italy. Oh, that's going to get declined now that he's threatening people. Probably not going to be here for much longer, but yeah. Um, and his lawyer described him as a passionate cook that cares a great deal about the art of making pizza. Oh, Clearly, a good way to put a spit on it. He's just passionate. He's very passionate. And I feel like Would that's a non-passionate maybe... man murder someone over pizza? Well, he didn't murder someone. He just threatened them. <laughs> He didn't hurt anyone. I want to put that out there. This guy did not hurt anyone. He just yelled, I'll kill you. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously still very bad. Oh my god, that's Don't pizza. do that. And he did chase on with a knife. Not that he hurt them, but still very bad. It's one thing to like yell, I'll kill you. Like, you could take that as like a joke or whatever. Like, but when he's like chasing you with a knife saying, that's... tonight I'll kill you. Yeah, that's a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was going to be the special ingredient. Ew. Silent lamb pizza, they can call it. Okay, I'm just going to move straight on from that because I've got <laughs> dark so quickly. Silent lamb pizza. So, a quote from the magistrate who heard his case, Greg Smith. Passion is sometimes a good thing, but running around with a knife is misplaced passion. Really? What if running around with a knife is your passion? I think maybe pick another one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Francesco might be a good cook, but the use of a knife by a cook is not always good. Hopefully this sentence teaches him a lesson. Because he was sentenced to four months jail. Yeah, well, they always um, say don't run with scissors. And what are knives? Half of a scissors. I mean, it, it's dangerous, whichever so you way you only, look at it. You, you can you can power walk with a scissor, with a knife. I don't really recommend that either. So that's pretty much the whole story. I just thought it was very funny that he was so passionate about his pizza that like want, that was literally the I only wanted, argument wanted, these guys had. I wanted to know what happened. What was that? What was the argument about? How to make pizza? But what were the differencing opinions? Yeah, no. Unfortunately, the article didn't um didn't specify. Fucking useless. All the but country. there was a like really interesting tidbit at the end of this article that I'm just going to mention because I haven't mentioned the name of the restaurant, so I feel like I can say Domino's. This. It wasn't. The restaurant had been in hot water previously to this incident when one of their chefs collapsed and died in the kitchen, but they just kept serving and just stepped over his body while they were waiting for the ambulance. They're passionate about pizza. Clearly, they really care about getting pizza to their customers, so much so that it doesn't matter if the one's lying dead on the floor. What the fuck? Jesus Christ. I don't know what's happening in that restaurant. But yeah, that was it. It was a very short story, but I just thought, holy fuck, I don't think I've ever been that passionate about anything. Let alone food. Okay, what's what's your first story? My first news story comes from the ABC News. Damien Larkins. I will admit, I think this is the first week I've gotten where every story mentioned the journalist. Very good. Round of applause. <laughs> yes, give people credit. Art or litter. Termite mound people cause a stir in outback Queensland town. Can you repeat that for me? Art or litter. Termite mound people cause a stir in outback Queensland town. I'm assuming they're sculptures of people made from termite hills? Kind of. Okay, continue. I, <laughs> I need more context. <laughs> um, dozens of termite mounds dressed in clothing to resemble people and scattered along an outback highway are causing a stir in outback Queensland, with views on the roadside statues ranging from nothing unusual to potential litter. So you're driving down the road, you see like this fucking dressed up termite mound, and you're like, yep, that's normal. And I think that'd be weird, but uh, it's been happening for a decade, apparently. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of it either, but it's been going on for almost a decade now. Along the Capricorn Highway, do you know where that is? No. Well, it's near Jericho in Queensland. Do you know where that is? No. I have to admit, I'm not too familiar with Queensland. Well, it's a 30-minute drive west of Alpha. Do you know where that is? No. Well, that's about 500 miles west of Rockhampton. Sorry, kilometres. 
Okay, so more into like the middle. It's pretty at the much top. bang in the dead middle of the state, actually. Right. Okay. Um, in fact, if you if we were to start so driving like in really... a straight line due north from here for two thousand yeah. kilometers, we'd get there. Okay. It'd take us twenty hours. This is like rural. This is Queensland. Fucking, fucking middle of nowhere Queensland. You yeah. know, like I don't know what the equivalent of the Nullarbor is up there, but you know, it's, like it's, we'd, be, not much we'd be heading into desert, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you look on the satellite footage, it's the brown part. Yeah, it's a, it's a long drive. Like it's five hundred kilometers from Rockhampton, so there's so a five hour drive there, and then Rockhampton's the already inland. It's pretty. It's almost dead center middle of Queensland state. I right. Think. Okay. I think Longreach is technically the center, but it's just east of Longreach. Okay. So that we've nailed down where these freaky things are. <laughs> well, I I think I was sort of asking because. I'm trying to get a sense of what the people are like that live there. Well, the town's got 115 people in it. Wow. Okay. So not many at all. Not a lot. No. They've got one fuel station. I couldn't even see a pub on there. I'm sure there is oh, one. Oh, I was going to say, no, there's no there's Australian town without a pub. There's got to be. There's a train station, but yeah, I don't know. I'm like, what do these people do out there for a living? What do you do? Probably have farms. Mm. Well, it's a desert though. Do you have yeah. farms? So, so a, lot of, a lot of this article actually comes from an interview with a local called Shane Ross. He's lived there for 32 years. Quote, I think a lot of people get a good laugh out of it. So they seem to be enjoying it. Okay. Uh, no one knows who's making them. Oh, oh, so it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Who is the Banksy of Jericho? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if like people talk, because there's only 115 people you said in the town. It's so- it's between two towns though. Oh. So it's more like 300 people. <laughs> okay, so it's Alpha's still, not that like, big either. It's narrowed down quite a bit. Yeah. Like And like I say it's like a 30 minute drive, but it's like 50, 60 kilometers. It's just a hundred kilometer an hour road because fucking middle of Queensland right. is out there. It's dead straight for most of it. So what I'm saying is that there's not that many potential people that it could be. Exactly. Ooh. I reckon that it causes a stir in the town. Do you reckon everyone's like, who do you think it is? Who is it? I would definitely be in on that goss. What else are you gonna do in this town? Exactly. If you live in Jericho or Alpha and are listening, let us know. What do you do out there? Yeah. Besides I mean, I'm sure they do the same. Like mount statues. I was going to say, I'm sure they do the same shit we do. Listen, <laughs> around. What do those people in Melbourne even do? You got no land to tend to? What the fuck are you doing all day? I mean, it's, it's that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no one knows who's making them. And they're mainly appearing between Jericho and neighboring town Alpha. So some of them are appearing outside those areas. So Shane, he thinks, and quote, My main feeling it was probably a mother and some kids were out and decided to kill a bit of time in between long distances, and then everyone just started copying it. Right, So he thinks one person's just done it, and now other people are like, yeah, righto. So So now everyone's in on it. But is it one of those things where, like, everyone's in on it, but they're not telling each other? Probably. That would be so cool. So, (laughs) you know, I guess it's their their local meme. I I did that. (laughs) I did that. I mean, what have we got? We don't have a local meme. We've got Lush Sucks. I was about to say that. Actual memes on walls around this area. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we, 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 see, this is so much more fun. <laughs> what the people in Jericho do, they make termite mound people. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, so termite mound people. So there's been depiction of road workers, witches, and recently even a Santa. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and there's more appearing each month. So there's a steady increase of these termite mound people. Now, some locals, they do think it's littering, and they're worried, like, cattle will come along and eat the clothing and choke on it. If this has been happening for a decade and it, it hasn't, hasn't happened, happened yet, like, calm down. Just, yeah. let, like, let people have a bit of fun. Uh, they also spoke to the council, and the local, it's the Bar Coldine Shire Council. They're okay with them, but they don't want there to be thousands of these termite people. They don't want them to get out of control. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they don't, but the other one is, because it is starting to attract a little bit of tourism, which I guess is good for the town, but they don't want yeah. hundreds of tourists coming out and making their own termite people. Uh, one, they're worried about the littering and also road safety. Because yeah, it's just sure. on the side of the road. I'll show you pictures in a bit. Okay. Um, and I, like I said, it's a 100 kilometer an hour road kind of thing. These cars are like, vroom, hooning down the highway. Yeah, it's only, okay. It's that a two lane road as well. Oh, Jesus. Okay. 
Yeah, and you're not really expecting there to be parked cars and shit out there, so... What I'm imagining in my mind is, like, red dirt, as far as yeah, I can see. Pretty much. Like, it just looks like generic Outback Australia to me. Yeah. The council also doesn't know who's making them, but they are giving... They acknowledge that at least that they're giving people a laugh and something to smile about in the tough times, because I assume they're being hit by drought. Drought, yeah. Which I think is starting to break, by the sounds of it. Yeah. It um, flooded in Sydney yesterday. You see that? Well, yeah, did you see the Flash article flooding. about the um, Australian Reptile Park? Oh, I've shared that yeah, with you. Yeah, you showed it to me. Like, the alli- I love the picture of the alligator who's like... Just waiting. Just waiting. <laughs> the waters are rising, the fence is getting closer and closer. Any second now, I can just... <laughs> Get out of here! I don't think an alligator would do well in this part of the world, though. Probably a bit cold. And I don't know what's going to eat people, probably. Uh, so, again, go back to Mr. Ross here. You can call it art. You can call it tourism. It's just really unique, and it's not hurting anybody. Uh, and there's another quote mentioned in the article that I didn't know where it came from, I think, but I liked it. And it was, uh, anyone with a wooden leg, I'd suggest they do not come out here and do not stop, because the white ants will have you. Because they're termite <laughs> mounds. So if you've yeah. got a peg leg and you want to make a termite mound, people, maybe don't. Maybe don't. Um, but <laughs> I like that. Yeah, here are, here are the uh, some of the pictures. Oh, see, but I like only that. Two. Yeah, no, I like that. The Santa one's good. It's just like a Santa hat and beer that someone just put on a triangular termite mound. <laughs> That's it. No, I mean, I... I think it's just a bit of fun. Let yeah. locals have a bit of fun. Like, yeah. whatever. Who is the Banksy of Jericho? Yeah, I want to know now. The Alpha Banksy. I want to solve the mystery. If if it's you, just DM me. I won't tell anyone. I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then when you get really famous, give us one of your toe minds to sell. <laughs> and do that thing where, like, it shreds or it just explodes and, like, bees oh, come out of yes. it instead. And then their mm. value will increase because the art community is weird and it's all just big money laundering scams. Okay, that went a place I was not <laughs> expecting. Um, <laughs> What's your next story? Yay! <laughs> okay, well, I had a brief conversation with you yesterday. About and Poopgate. About Poogate, and I cannot believe that you had never heard of it. Pretty much if you lived in Sydney at the time, you'd probably know what Poogate is. I can't believe that you didn't know, because it was massive headlines. It was all over the news. Is that shit everywhere is what you're saying? I mean, yeah, basically. But um, <laughs> What year did Poogate take so, place? I'm actually quite surprised it happened in 2008. It doesn't feel that long ago to me, though. It feels a bit too early to be a gate. I feel like saying things... No, no, no. It was definitely referred to as poo gate back then. Really? Yeah. I feel like that whole gate thing really came about after that whole gamer gate thing. Oh, no. I think it's been a thing for a Mm. long time. But yeah, I'm genuinely, genuinely surprised. I didn't really pay attention to the news back then. It's just... it's 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 a funny story, but it's also like... Again, one of those ones where it's like, it's funny... But it's not good. <laughs> and this is nothing to so, do with the poop joggers. Nothing to do with the poop joggers. We might cover them in another episode, actually. But not poop joggers. Anyway, so yes, I'm gonna gonna cover Poogate. And I assume that if you lived in Sydney at the time, you probably know what I'm talking about. If not, you're about to learn. So I got all of my information from two really good Sydney Morning Herald articles, which covered the incident, what happened after, and some really brilliant quotes and from and the, the family. Whole highline, high. Ugh, timeline. Yeah, it covered the, everything. The deep so. lore of Poogate. I mean, this story isn't, like, that long anyway. There's not a lot to cover, but it's a pretty funny story. Okay, so in, in October 2008, Stephen and Jessica White and their three sons were served complimentary gelato at Coogee Bay Hotel. This is all starting to sound familiar now, actually. And there was poo in it. That ain't cookies. There was poo. I wanted cookies and cream, not feces and cream. In my notes, I put there was poo in it. There was in poo cats. in it. <laughs> Because I feel like that's a pertinent point. There was poo in the gelato. Oh, 
goody. I love mint choc chip. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you about the events that happened before they received the gelato. Were the kids being shit? I think you're going to understand why someone may have thought it was funny to put poo in the gelato. Hang on. The Coogee Bay Hotel had just reopened following a major refurbishment of its beer garden and beach bar. And Mrs. White decided to take her family out to watch the NRL Grand Final. Ugh. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the NRL. Stay tuned for next week's episode. I get to bash the NRL. <laughs> So, look, I'm not a rugby fan, but still. I have been to a pub for the grand final before. It's usually a time. Usually last, a very drunk time. The last time I went to a pub mm. for a rugby game was a rugby union World Cup final between New Zealand and Australia. I got to be one of the only Kiwis in that place. <laughs> it was after PAX. It was like fucking, it was so tired. It was so dark. I was just sitting by myself because everyone else had gone to bed. And like the match was like in England or some shit. So yeah. It was like four in the morning. Oh my God. We won. First country in the world to ever win two World Cups in a row. Woo. Okay, calm down. And then I had to leave real quick. I was like, I better get out of here. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen my if they find out. out. I paid $25 for a five-minute Uber because my legs didn't want to work anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. How drunk were you? I wasn't drunk, but I'd been on my feet for like 18 hours. Yeah. Because I did packs 12 hours all day. Right, okay. I'd been drinking pretty much all day as well. I was drunk. So, while watching the grand final, the family had complained to staff up to three times that the volume on the TVs were too low. You don't need volume to watch a sports ball game. What are you going to hear, really? Just the commentators yelling? Yeah. You can see what's happening. I don't think it's a big deal, but apparently it was a big deal to them. They wanted to hear that. There was also a complaint from Mr. White that the ice cream was too expensive at the hotel and even left the premises in search of cheaper ice cream for the children. Shit and more of their stuff. Have you ever worked hospitality? No, oh, thankfully. Oh, God. I think everyone should work hospitality. I think there would be a better place if everyone had to go through, like, a growing hospitality yeah. job. You just come out on the other end, I think, being a better person, because you're like, fuck that. I think it probably gives you a perspective on just treating people nicer. Yeah, it, it does. And I can already, like, I would be fed up with these people. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, they had complained to staff in numerous amount of times about a couple of different things. And later, the, a huge bowl of gelato was delivered to their table as a sorry for all the hassle. Look, this is just my theory. It's not reflective of what actually happened Mm -hmm. because no one knows how the poo got in there. Spoiler alert. No one knows. God damn it. This is just my theory. I think it was an employee thought it would be really funny to mess with these people who kept complaining and decided to put some poo in there. I mean, not cool. Don't put poo in people's food. (laughs) Wouldn't been cool. It It was ice cream. Oh my God. Yeah, don't, don't, that's a health People risk. shouldn't be eating shit, is what, what I'm saying. What if they got E. coli and died, and then you'd be <sighs> like, oh no. Um, so, Mrs. White was the one who dug into the ice cream first and discovered that the taste was horrible and there was a stench coming from it, and she was immediately sick. I have to think that if I had put shit in my mouth, probably I probably would be straight sick straight away. I'd yeah. be like, your, yeah. bo- your body probably. Be like, no, this is bad for hey. you, don't let it in. Goes out the other hole. Exactly. <laughs> You know, there are actually taste buds in your butt. That's alarming. That's why and it, I don't like it. That's why spicy food hurts when it comes out. Because it's having the same reaction as uh, in your mouth. I hate everything <laughs> about that. I hate that I have this knowledge now. Why did you tell me that? Hey. <laughs> remember we learned about what you can do for a raccoon? Oh, God. I knew this was going to come up in the podcast <laughs> at some point. It was from a TikTok where someone said, what is it that your asshole can open Stretch up to? Stretch eight inches. So you can put a raccoon inside, because they can fit in a four-inch hole. (laughs) I don't care if that's not true. I'm going to live my life thinking it is. You know, I don't want to know the truth. (laughs) I want to believe that forever. (laughs) Um, Welcome to Fuck Me Dead, where you learn about poop. A lot. Why are there so many stories about poop? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) One of my stories is about poop. Oh, God. Okay. I think it's because poop's funny. 
I guess, like, you look for, like, dumb news stories, and it's like, this guy shat his pants. (laughs) God, I'm glad that wasn't me. Let's laugh at his misfortune. This is a really funny quote to me, but this is from the complaint to Waverly Police. (laughs) There was no doubting what it was. The whole family became hysterical. My poor son screamed at one of their staff. You made my mum eat poo. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, in in the quote... The you made my mum eat poo was all in caps. Like, it was, they were yelling it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm picturing, like, I've got a vision in my head for what this family looks like. And the kids are, like, the typical, like, blonde, 11-year-old, Aussie, great, like, sixth grader. Yeah. And he's like, you made my mum eat poo! Maybe a bit younger. <laughs> um, Short hair. I don't know what they look like, so I can't confirm that. I actually didn't look up photos of them, so I have no idea what they look like, but... I mean, he definitely did scream, you made my mommy poo. (laughs) Okay, back to serious reporting here. I don't know what everyone else was thinking of the bar at this time. When they're screaming about poo, yeah, I don't know, what would be going through people's minds? I'm not going to order the gelato. (laughs) So a sample of the gelato. I made a good typo there. It says gelati. (laughs) (laughs) A sample of the gelato was taken to the National Measurement Institute, which I did not know was a thing. And their report found that the sample had an offensive odour and physical properties similar to human excreta. So it was it was poop. Was it all poop? I think it was, like, also gelato. Kind of, what flavour? Okay, so I actually put this in my notes, but they did say it was three different flavours. It was chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. So vanilla and strawberry, and the chocolate was all just poop. No, there was gelato in there, but I think there was also some poop mixed in. Mm. Now they got to clean the utensils, so there's poop in, like, the cutlery. There's poop everywhere! <laughs> Don't go to this hotel. I mean, go. It's fine. No, it's not. They put poop on the utensils. This was in 2008 and nothing else has happened at the Coogee Bay Hotel. I think you should still go there. Where is Coogee Bay? It's, not, it's eastern suburbs. It'd be weird if it was western suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, near, it's near the beach. Yeah, which one? Coogee. say Coogee. <laughs> it's Coogee. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking like north, south. Yeah, actually, I can't remember. I have been to Coogee. I have no idea if it's north or south, though. How's it spelled? Two beaches south Bondo. So you got Bronze. Oh no, three beaches. I'm actually fairly certain that I've actually been to the Coogee Four Bay beaches. Hotel. Fucking hell. Yeah. Bondo Beach, Tamarama Beach, Bronte Beach, Clovelly Beach, and then Coogee Beach. It's only like not far. There's just a lot of beaches. Well, I mean, there's the Coogee to Bondo Walk. Is there? You never done that? No. Oh. Do I look we like the be. kind of person who goes outside in the sun? <laughs> I'm not either, but I've done it once. Paler than you are. Okay, so. They found that it's definitely poop, which I I just I am struggling to imagine how that happened. Like how how did they get the poop in there? Did someone literally just shit in the kitchen and put it in? Yeah. Ew. It's all dudes out there. They don't care. Anyway, yeah. Okay. So initially, the White family demanded a one million dollar compensation from the hotel. So they went for the big bucks, but they didn't get it. They eventually settled for an undisclosed six figure sum. So I've heard in the articles they were like you know. Friends of the family who were saying that it was quite low. Yeah. Um, 100,000. Something to that effect. They didn't get anywhere near a million dollars by the sounds of it. But hey, I'm sure there are people you could say, would you eat poop ice cream for $100,000? And they'd line up and do it, so. I wouldn't. Gross. No, I wouldn't either, but I think people would. It's a brilliant quote from um, Jessica White. I, I'm going to finish on this because I just think it's an excellent quote. Everywhere I go, I'm now known as the woman who ate the poo. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's kind of on... Like, it's not your fault, but also, like, no. it's kind of on you for, like, making a big scene. Well... But, like, what else are you going to do? What's your reaction when you put shit in your mouth? You're going to be like, hmm, I better be quiet so no one knows I've just eaten the this. The worst thing is that I would be that person who would be like, don't make a scene. Don't make a scene. <laughs> just 
leave of my embarrassment. <laughs> no, seriously, that's that'd be me. Yeah, um, <laughs> people would know you as the lady who put poop in her mouth. Not for that reason, just because I'm the kind of person who doesn't like to make a scene. Hey, Ms. White, um, you better change your name to Miss Brown now. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, that was Poogate. There was sort of a similar story that went around, I can't remember which hotel it was though, the maggots and the steak, do you remember that? It was around the same time as well. I just remember the time like that guy put, like, standing in the lettuce at, like, Burger King in America, on 4chan. What? It was, like, a picture of some employee at, like, a Burger King that he posted on 4chan, of, like, him standing in lettuce, Ew. or a McDonald's, like, with his shoes on and stuff, and 4chan actually found out who it was and got him fired. Well, I mean, them, I guess, but, yeah. You shouldn't be fucking doing that shit to people's food. God, now I never want to eat out of there. I remember, um, there was always a story like, oh, uh, all KFCs, the employees always piss in the mayonnaise. Why was that oh, a yeah, come on. Why was that, like, a thing? Everyone was like, yeah, they do their pee in the mayonnaise. Everyone was like, what the fuck? I mean, it was kind of like when I was Not in high school. the mayonnaise, high- the coleslaw. When I was in high school, people used to say that the chicken nuggets from Macca's were chicken. Yeah. I don't, why? I don't understand where these rumors start, or why, Sounds like, everyone stuff. believes them, but it's weird. I mean, I don't believe that there's poop in all gelato, though. Do you want to go try that gelato place up the road before we leave? <laughs> I do, but I'm a little... I maybe mean, not this week. Even if we move, it's not that far to go to get back. Let me forget about Poogate again. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm going to skip to my third story first to stay on topic. On the poop topic. Yeah, let's keep this poo train rolling, <laughs> just so we can end on things that aren't shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> so we're going live to New Zealand, circa December last year. Okay. Uh, it comes from stuff.co.nz. Inzid. Inzid. From a Tory Turkalau. Beachgoers defecating in the dunes at Pihar Beach due to lack of toilets, residents say. Ew. Residents of Pihar, West Auckland, have come across people urinating, along with finding evidence of human excrement, poop slash shit, on the beach. Local residents say, our toilet's just not good enough. I mean, I guess sand is like a giant litter box. Yeah. Let's take the cats and find out. (laughs) They would definitely shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's not like there's a lack of toilets. But there kind of is. Okay, explain so, to me. They got four separate public toilet blocks right across Pihar Beach. Pihar Beach isn't big. Four? That's a lot. Four, block, four blocks of toilets. Okay. But they close at 8.30 each night. Right. Pihar Beach is on the west coast of New Zealand as well. Like, to be fair, there's not a big difference between Sunset on the east and Sunset on the west coast of New Zealand. It's quite thin. Mm. I mean, the mountains might affect it. But, like, in summer, the sun stays up till 10 o'clock. Right. So people are still out and about. Yeah, people are going to be at the beach. So the, the, the toilets get closed at 8.30 each night. Sun's over to 10 in the summer. Sun's open till 10. Sun's up till 10. <laughs> the sun closes at 10 o'clock. Um, so people stay out on the beach, you know, in the glorious 22 degree Auckland oh, summers. Sounds beautiful. It probably gets hotter than that, but whatever. I love it. Um, and then furthermore, it's PR Beach, it's quite popular. Mm-hmm. A bit of an iconic beach, I guess. It uh, so is it like New Zealand's Bondi? Mm, I wouldn't say that. Okay. There's two other beaches mentioned later on that are closer in terms of like that. Okay. There are There's quite a few issues there actually, like what the council did to the beach. Besides this, but we're not going to focus on those today. We're talking we're about that poop. Yeah. Fuck me, dead poop special. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be the title of this episode? Poop special. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. No, there's um, only two stories about poop, can't do that. We've already had poop in the title of one yeah, of our episodes, I, I can't do that. Um, yeah, so they got four separate toilets, but in summer they got lines extending from them. Okay. So people are stuck in line waiting to poop, and they're just like, fuck it, I'm going in the sand. And I wrote, forcing people to resort to dopping deuces in the dunes. <laughs> nice alliteration there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got a quote here from a female resident of PR. The Freedom Campers get blamed for poops in the dunes, but it could also quite easily be other visitors who shit and no one knows. Jesus. The toilets are a stinky mess, and there's a lot of people around. 
So why the, don't they just extend the opening times of the toilets and clean them? I don't understand. This this Or open is, more toilets. Or it's just such an easy problem to fix. Pihar's small. If people are pooping in the dunes <laughs> though, like it's a problem. <laughs> fix it. We'll get to why it probably hasn't been fixed yet. Okay. Uh, she also advised that while she's this female resident that I spoke to, uh, she's never seen someone doing the deed, but now or then a dog or when the wind blows, it uncovers. And Ugh. I quote, some nasty business and some toilet paper. nasty business. At least they're using toilet paper. I was just imagining poop on it, so... Yeah, and then I wrote here, toilets close at 8.30, sun up till 10pm in summer, people still on the beach, people who have needs, <laughs> like pooping and other things. Yeah. Uh, so they spoke to Fiona Addison. She runs the village camping ground in Piha, and she actually used to be the one in charge of opening and closing the toilets. Right, okay. Um, but there was a big council merge in Auckland, apparently, back in 2010 to form a super city. Mm-hmm. So rather than having a small local council in the area that probably would be able to get it done quickly, now it's a big conglomerate. And they're like, Piha, that's not even touching Auckland. Right. So the closest suburb to Piha is called, like, Eden Glen, I looked on the map. And to get to it, you've got to take a 30-minute drive, which is a big deal in New Zealand, mm-hmm. through, like, a little small mountain range to get to the coast. Right, okay. So Auckland's technically on the east coast. Piha's on the west. It's very thin up there, though you got to drive up and through a mountain to get to Piha, so I think it's just kind of forgotten. Right, okay. By the big council. Well, like, then we they have to deal to with about. the poop in the sand. <laughs> Need to go out there with, like, a really big, like, you know, the... Pooper scooper? Yeah, the pooper scooper. Let's go out with a huge one and get all the poop out. Like what we've got in there for the cat. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sweep it out. Yeah. Well, she's saying she'd happily go back to being in charge of the bathrooms again, but it's currently contracted out to a security company. Right, okay. Okay, that's why I'm going to tell him to get my money. I've got a quote here from me, Julia Woodhouse. The state of the men's toilet is revolting, and all the public toilets are terrible. There's a huge puddle in the toilets, and there's no proper drainage at all. It's a Ew. huge mess. And when they do clean it, all that water just goes straight back into the ocean. The drainage is poor. Ew. So, big nightmare. Maybe you don't want to go to Piha Beach anymore. Oh, there's so nowhere to poop. poop, and there's shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Okay. Men's room public toilets are always awful. Just just the worst things. I mean, women's are sometimes not much better. Plus, we have the added third thing that comes out. I mean, you sometimes get semen in men's public toilets. I was talking about blood. I know. But... <laughs> I was just saying. Ugh. There's three things that can come out in a men's room, too. Ugh. Yeah, so things aren't great in Piha. Sounds like there's just shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, other residents point out that on top of the toilet woes, the area is also suffering from broken footpaths and there's road access issues because there's only one road into Piha and it winds through the mountain range and it's probably... Right. They're claiming to be forgotten by the council with more attention going to other beaches. For example, Waiheke, which is actually an island, and I looked it up on there. Yeah, the beaches are quite nice. Mm-hmm. Or Mission Bay. And I'd say that's kind of more like Auckland's answer to Bondi. Right, okay. It's about 20 minutes out of the CBD. Much nicer. Sand is white and golden, I guess. Like, it's not... It looked like a much more pleasant beach, and it did look like people... Like, there's money going into the infrastructure there kind of thing. Uh, And the local rangers are also keen to see the council address the issue as a matter of urgency. Well, I mean, no one wants to deal with poop just everywhere. That doesn't sound like a good time at all. Remember we went and walked along that beach at Port Macquarie, and we saw that weird jelly thing? Yeah, I still don't know what the fuck that was. But it was breathing. It was moving. It was disgusting. It wasn't poop, though. One poop. I'm glad it wasn't. Imagine if it were. (sighs) Gross. What's worse, walking on the beach and having to worry about a blue bottle or worry about a poop? I, mean, I think a blue bottle's easier to spot. Maybe, but also, like, a poop isn't going to actually, like, physically hurt me. It's going to be buried, though. Buried. Ew. In the sand. Ew. Hidden poop. I mean, neither option is great. <laughs> Don't go to the beach. I Yeah, I, I'm not a beach girl myself because there's too many things. We invented swimming pools and wave pools for a reason. Like, too many things that can hurt you 
Two things that, like, are just gross. And sand. Like, what a fucking thing. Like, you go in, you have a bit of a swim, you're good, then you come out, there's fucking sand everywhere, and then you find it for weeks after. And like, it sucked you on your way back. Exactly. I'm and just, you gotta line up into that little shower, and it's just, it's, it's not weird. worth it. I don't like it. No, I just, I'm not into the beach. So at least I have, you know, no fear of that I'm gonna find poop in the sand, because I don't go. You find poop in the sand every morning when you clean the cat a little. <laughs> That's true, but I'm not walking in that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Onto Let's move on to something that isn't about shit. Yeah. If anyone's still listening, thank you for staying. I mean, it was hard to get through all that poop. I know. This story I got from Nine News. <gasps> what happened to the first eight newses? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, I know it was seven newses. Where's news one through six and eight? I don't know. I have no answer for Where you. Where did they go? I have no idea. Anyway. So, the alarm was raised at Adelaide Airport when an unattended pink bag was left in the airport's female toilets. Don't leave bags unattended at the airport, by the way. Because they blowed them up. Yeah. So, kind of lucky that this that didn't happen in this case. They put a little bag over the top of the bag and they blow it up. <laughs> I'm glad that didn't happen in this case, but, um, yeah. I Why? Mean, plus, it's, like, just inconvenient for everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, because the people would then get stuck on their planes. Yes. Because they're like, well, you're not allowed to get off the plane because there could be a bomb. Yes. To the airport. So, like, it'd just be all-round inconvenient for everyone. And this this is silly. This is a stupid story. But, like, uh, so the Australian Federal Police bomb squad were called in to investigate the bag, but they found a little male rabbit inside. What if they blew it up? I know. That's why I'm saying I'm glad they didn't do that in this case, because it was a bunny. A very cute bunny, by the way. Um, What's his name? I don't know. I mean, Thumper. Let's claim Thumper, because that's what every male rabbit's called. <laughs> do you know why? It's because they're... Little back feet do this thumping thing. Weird, huh? So that's why, like, lots of like male rabbits called Thumper. <laughs> oh. I remember. The I'm name. pretty sure it's like in a Disney movie as well. I'm trying to remember the name of a friend of mine. She had a rabbit. Mm. What was it called? It was like something Hopman. <laughs> I love that I celebrity. What was it with that movie? Lady, she sold us our tickets. We went to see that movie, and she said her rabbit say was Attila the Bun. I loved that. <laughs> that's a great name for a bunny. Fortunately, the bunny was unharmed. He was fine. Who was um, a rabbit behind in the toilet? Well, when I go into the theories why they thought he might have been abandoned, but um, <laughs> the best part about this, I thought this was very cute because I'm imagining like these big, like, you know, AFP officers, but they were concerned about the bunny, so they got him some shredded carrot from a nearby business for him to eat while, like, while they're waiting for RSPCA. Aww. Is carrot okay for rabbits? Yes. Lettuce you can't give him. No, you can give him both. And doesn't lettuce make him poop? Oh, it might. I don't know. When I was a kid, we gave ours lettuce. I don't know. But yeah, carrot's fine for rabbits. Yeah, I love carrot. Um, I just thought that was very cute that you've got, like, these, you know, AFP officers. Wrong, were... and federal police guns, yeah. re- they're ready. <laughs> that they wear those big vests and stuff as well, yeah. and they're just, like, going around trying to get shredded carrot for a little bunny. <laughs> That's a very cute mental <laughs> picture for me. The RSPCA were called... And this is a quote from the officer that attended. <laughs> this is the first row of this kind I've come across in my 26 years of service. <laughs> and this is a quote from Acting State Manager Commander Brett McCann from the AFP, obviously. Um, it was certainly an unusual situation for the AFP. We treat everything in the aviation space very seriously, but our bomb, appra- bomb appraisal officers certainly weren't expecting to find a rabbit in unattended baggage. <laughs> I dare say that's probably the last thing you thought was going to be in there. The airport should have kept the bunny as like a little mascot. Yeah. There's nothing else to do with Adelaide Airport. That'd be cute. Put a rabbit there for people to look at. So um, basically there's a couple of theories as to why they think someone might have abandoned the rabbit. They think that the owner could have been leaving the country and 
they didn't know what to do with it, so they thought they'd leave it in a populated area, knowing yep. that it'd be found, or that they were going to smuggle him, but then kind of backed out at the last second. Why don't you just smuggle a rabbit, though? I feel like it's not hard to find a rabbit Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they really were attached to the bunny. I, I don't know. Well, they just got on the plane and forgot about their bunny. <laughs> That'd be really sad. Do you want to see a picture of the bunny? He's very cute. I do. Also, pro tip, if you are going through Adelaide Airport International, don't clear customs, because there's only one place to eat and drink after you go through, and there's nothing else to do. Oh, I've never and been to Adelaide. Tiny. Oh, a little brown He's bunny. He's so cute. With his little shredded carrot. I want to see him in the bag. But there was no picture. The bag, I thought it was like a gym bag, but it was more like a canvas bag, like a shopping canvas bag. How far into the airport was it? It didn't say. It just said in a female toilet. Because it would have to be in the first area, because I think you wouldn't be able to get that through, like, you know, you go through security? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. The <laughs> They'd bunny. be scanning that bag, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was just like a shopping canvas bag, so... I didn't even know how they got the bunny to stay in there. It was very tight or something, but but yeah, so poor little bunny got abandoned. Abandoned. Oh my god. <laughs> Our last story tonight. This gets released in the morning. <laughs> Our last story this morning. <laughs> Comes from news.com.au's Emily Cosenza. 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 I don't know how to say it, but. I believe you either way. Either way. The name's Emily. Two men armed with baseball bats enter Craggymore home, woman's toe severed trying to get away. Which is, I think, a what very the fuck? boring headline, but I guess it tells you everything you need to know. I, I guess. We're done. Are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> Two men armed with baseball bats threatened occupants of a northern suburb's home overnight, resulting in the woman's toe being severed as she tried to run away. This occurred just before Christmas last year. Oh, no. Uh, so the men and woman homeowners heard noises out the front of their home about 12.15am one morning. So they went out to investigate, and they came across two individuals holding baseball bats who started threatening them. So the 52-year-old woman decided to flee, which I'm like, fair enough. I fucking would too. Uh, so she goes to run back inside, and she caught her foot on the security door. Oh my god. And severed her toe off in the process of running through the door. Oh my so god. So this woman was like, I'm not fucking dealing with this, I am going. And she went through her door. With so much force, she's taken her toe off on the security door. Oh, Hell. Do you like, they're like our screen door in the front of yeah, our property, yeah. like taking your toe off on that. Jesus. Oh my God. That would be so painful as well. Matt, like, stubbing your toe is bad enough. You probably wouldn't register what's happened at first. She was probably like, I don't think she, in the situation, probably popped on her own. When I broke my toe, I didn't realize I'd done it. Oh, I was bro- drunk. When I broke mine, I definitely knew I did. So like, she was probably just like, fuck, gotta get inside. I mean, fair. Adrenaline probably was pumping. She probably didn't actually feel it, but oh, fuck. She'd man. feel it afterwards. Oh yeah. She'd be like, safe inside, call the police. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, like, oh, my toe hurts. Look down. Uh, that would be the worst part, I reckon. Yeah, Looking and it's just not there. Like, Where is it? Where's my toe? I think I would probably, like, pass out. They don't say which toe it was. Hopefully it wasn't her big toe. I can't imagine you'd take the big toe all the no. way off. No. have to be one of the little ones. Like I would think so. Yeah, so the ambulance was rushed to the hospital, along with a severed toe, which had been found at the crime scene by a police officer and placed into a plastic bag. I couldn't find any follow-up to the story, so I don't know if they managed to get reattached or anything like that, but I know if they get there quick enough. Well, you know how I watched that series of videos on YouTube about that girl who lost her finger? Yeah. Apparently, like, if you lose a limb, obviously, like, a finger or toe is not such a big deal. You can definitely live without that and not really have much of an impact on your life, really. I mean, obviously, not ideal, but you can live with it. And she was saying that they tried to reattach her finger, and apparently the recovery is, like, insanely long for them to reattach it. But if they just remove it, you're good the next week. Hmm. I guess you gotta wait so, for those nerves and shit to regrow. Yeah. And mm. like, and then you have to like keep a constant blood supply to the reattached limb and stuff. 
so it takes a long time. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. That's something I didn't know previous. I think I'd probably be, I'd be okay with losing a toe. I think I'd be okay with it. I mean, depending on which toe it is, if it affected my balance, probably I just put a cork down there. Oh my God. <laughs> like a little wine cork. I'm sure they have an answer for that. Wine corks. I, I feel like you could live with losing a toe, yeah. Um, so police have arrested one 25-year-old male after an investigation. He was charged with criminal trespassing, criminal trespassing, some kind of assault to cause harm and property damage. And I wrote in brackets here, not proper toe damage. Oh my God. <laughs> He's faced court and been refused bail. Uh, couldn't find a result on that either, because like I said, I couldn't find a follow-up article. They are still trying to locate, last I heard, the second suspect, who is known to the police, and they don't believe it to be a random attack. Oh, so they think they targeted their house specifically. Mm. Did it say why? Toe bandits. Oh my god. <laughs> I had a gardener in New Guinea, and he was missing... He didn't have... He's had his toes, but he was missing toenails on them permanently. Oh, okay. a witch doctor came in the night and took them. <gasps> oh, that would hurt, though, having them ripped out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, people Ugh. came in the night and took his toes for black magic. Ugh. Well, that is not ideal. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he still had all his toes. You wouldn't have to cut your toenails over again. I mean, sure. And I guess, like, it's not really affecting your... In fact, it's taking away a chore. Yeah. I'm going to look at this in the positive. Never have to cut your toenails again. They're kind of annoying, toenails. They kind of are, because I kind of forget, and then I make, like, holes in my socks, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, I've got to cut them. You're, like, six feet away, you got to bend all the way down there to cut them. <laughs> yeah. Just all around pain. So I'm just going to look on the bright side for this guy and say, he just got one chore removed from his life. Screw Botox. I want toenail removal surgery. <laughs> oh my God. I don't. That's my plastic surgery dream. That sounds awful. <laughs> Design a plastic toenails. Oh my God. Put them in there. Probably won't have to worry about fungal infections then. They're not going to get and grow and fuck it. Toenails useless. We should have them removed at birth. I wonder if we'll eventually evolve to not need toenails. I guess that brings us to the end of episode sucks. Wait, end of episode six dance. No one can see it. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Six episodes. One more. Yeah, they say that um, new podcasts generally give up by the seventh episode. So if you make it after that, you're doing better than Which most people who start a podcast. tomorrow. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're definitely going to get past that. <laughs> no doubt. Well, the recording for our eighth episode is a bit troublesome because it's a busy day that day. So we'll see how It'll we go. It'll be fine. We'll get there. It's a long weekend, though. She'll, she'll be right. Yeah, if you've got any stories you'd like to submit for us to hear from your local newspapers or old stories you've heard about from your town that you think would be funny and you want people to hear, send them to us. We'll give us feedback on FB Dead Podcast. Just say, just say hi. At gmail.com. You could send us a hello message. Yeah, so give us an email at fbdeadpodcast at gmail.com. Follow mm-hmm. us on the Twitters at fuckmedeadpod. Yeah, we tweet. S- yeah, we tweet. <laughs> Usually just links to our stories, sometimes funny international stories that don't fit the podcast format yeah i'm trying to like make it a bit more personal as well my give... stuff yeah or like memes as well we'll probably give a few updates because we're moving and stuff so yeah all of this information will be in the episode notes and you can also find it on our website fuckmedeadpodcast.com which has a list of all the ways you can listen to us you can also listen to episodes directly on the website you um, could have said that in your own words but okay <laughs> yeah i could have but my brain is melting Okay. <laughs> you can also subscribe, and if you have the time, leave us a review. Yeah. Reviews help, but only if you feel Love like it. I'm not going to. you. Tell your friends, especially people. if they live in South America. It's the last <laughs> Look, continent. just tell your friends no matter where they live. <laughs> it's the last continent. i got to get that ticked. And I can say, I once had a podcast with a worldwide listenership. Ooh. <laughs> Antarctica, if you're out there, let us know. I mean, unfortunately, you're not on the map. We don't have statistics on but... that. Um, 
It's a key way I know what it's like to not be on the map. You know how many world maps just forget New Zealand exists? World maps are weird. Okay, we're, I was about to go off on a tangent <laughs> about how they're not to scale. And they're that, not. like, Australia is made so small and we're, like, the size of America. It's bullshit. Anyway. <laughs> Do you want to edit another 30 minutes of extra footage? <laughs> no. Okay, let's just stop. <laughs> We'll see you all never because it's a podcast. But we'll talk to you all next week. Yeah, okay, good point. But it'll really just be tomorrow for us. Yes, but they don't need to know that. Oh, I've ruined the (laughs) surprise. (laughs) Okay, bye. See ya.